Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In this episode, we talk about how fear is used to control you. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at the idea of fear and how it's used by organizations, by advertisers, by really anyone in any kind of leadership or sort of guidance role to Control might be too harsh of a word, but it's definitely used to influence us. It's definitely used to get us to make choices that may not be in our best interest or in other situations are in our best interest. Fear is one of those primal things that we all share, we all experience as human beings. And so it creates opportunities for other people to influence the choices that we make. And in today's episode, I want to go through that and I want to sort of break it down and share how we can get past this, how we can start to make more logical decisions, more critical decisions in our day-to-day lives rather than acting on fear. So this should be a super good episode. Now, before we jump into that, support for this episode comes from New Year. 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people, but no matter how hard you are hit, there's one lesson we can all walk away with. The plans we create for our lives in 2021 need to be more flexible than ever before. That's where New Year comes in. New Year is a company focused on creating the most effective tools to help you stay organized, plan your goals, and ultimately create the outcomes you are looking for. Their full year calendar is unique in a lot of ways. The first being that it's big. It has the full year on one page, so it's easier to lay out your goals for the year, set future deadlines, and clearly see the passing of time. Also, it has bigger squares so you can write more for each day. In addition to their calendars, they have a weekly planner designed to be the most flexible planner on the market and a daily action plan pad, which is my favorite thing so far. You can think of it like a way better to-do list, one that considers priorities, amount of time spent, and key behaviors. I've been using it every day for the last week, and my productivity has skyrocketed. New Year was founded by a designer and an entrepreneur, so you know that all of their products are designed beautifully and efficiently to help you create results fast. So as you create your plans for 2021, I encourage you to use the right tools for the job to increase your chances of success. Check out New Year today by visiting newyear.net slash tiny leaps and use the coupon code tiny leaps to get 25% off your order. That's newyear.net spelled N-E-U-Y. Y-E-A-R 
net slash tiny leaps coupon code tiny leaps to get 25% off a beautiful full year calendar weekly planner or daily action plan but you've got to hurry because this offer is only available through the end of january visit newyear.net slash tiny leaps today spelled n-e-u-y-e-a-r.net slash tiny leaps and use the coupon code tiny leaps for 25% off or you can just click the link in the description of this episode human beings historically have always been weak, both emotionally and physically. We did not get gifted by whomever or whatever created us with the natural abilities required to survive in this world. And what that meant is that for most of history, we just barely survived. We were able to band together. We were able to create communities and societies in order to survive, in order to stay alive just one more night. We started out at the bottom of the heap and through continued development of our brain, of technology, of developing the world around us by learning new skills, we were able to get stronger. And now we're in this position where we rule the planet. We are the top species. But that fear... That fear that we were all born with, that fear required to survive that got us to this point, it's still there. And that fear can be harnessed to create environments where control is easier, where influence is easier. You see, the part of the brain that handles fear responses is called the amygdala. It handles most emotional responses and it handles the fight or flight response. But then there's a different part of the brain that handles logical thinking and processing That's up higher in the brain. It's the prefrontal cortex and a number of other areas. And the way these things work together is sequential to some degree. So information is processed in the amygdala and then passed up to the higher brain in order to process it logically and make critical decisions. But if it doesn't get out of the amygdala, if the amygdala deems it to be a threat, then we just immediately kick on our response, our fear response, our flight response, whatever it is that we need to respond in that situation. And when you think about it, this makes a lot of sense because ultimately the first goal, the first job is to survive. Our job isn't to be where we are now and build buildings and and go to the office or anything like that. Purely from a species point of view, our only job is to survive, to reproduce. And so having a mechanism that allows us to instantly respond, to instantly run, to instantly hide, to instantly feel fear and act as a result of it, that is critical to that job. Logical thinking, critical thinking, none of that matters if we die. And so we need to respond first and then think about it logically. And that's how the process happens. We have to process it emotionally and then it's passed up. Now, this process determines if you're in danger or not, if the information is relevant or not. And then from there, it decides, do we pass this up or not? Do we respond to it or not? So when something triggers a fear response, We often don't even get to the logical thinking piece. We don't even get past that fear response. We just react. We have that initial emotional reaction. We shut down. We run. We do whatever we need to do in order to get out of that emotional reaction. It's only afterwards that we may think about it logically. But then at that point, we're now justifying the decision that we made because we've already made a decision. So we're not going to sit there and make ourselves feel bad for that decision. We need to justify it. We need to find reasons why this was the right course of action. 
And that's how you create a scenario where someone acts emotionally, votes based on fear, buys a product based on fear. And then afterwards, when the fear isn't there anymore, when they realize that there was nothing to deal with, they still feel confident in their decision because now they're justifying. Now they're finding reasons why that was the right choice. Now, of course, this creates an opportunity for those who may want us to act in certain ways, to vote in certain ways. This is why so much of politics, at least in the United States, but from what I've seen pretty much in every country, so much of politics is fear-based. The other party is trying to take something away from you. The other guy isn't going to protect you. The other group is out to get you. So much of politics, when you really sit down and think about it, look at the speeches that are given, look at the ads that are run. It's all based on how can I make you as afraid as possible so that you will do what I want you to do, or at least so that you'll have a higher likelihood of doing what I want you to do. And because it's that fear response, it's done in such a way that we feel we have free will. We're making that choice by choice. We're making that choice out of need because we think it's the right choice. But in actuality, we made that choice out of fear and then are justifying it afterwards. And this is also why so much of politics is identity based. We're Americans. We don't take handouts. We work hard for everything we have. That may not actually be true. And in fact, I know, I know that it isn't. This country is already socialist. We have social security. We have a minimum wage. We have so many safety nets. We're already a socialist country. But that word socialist, socialism, has been branded in such a way that it immediately goes against the identity that Americans have built up over the years, this rugged individualism idea. And because it goes against that identity... It plays on the fear of not being in group, of being out group, of being removed from society, separated from society, which is probably one of the most primal fears that we have. Because back in the day, way, way back, the only way to survive was to be in group. This is also why advertising is often fear based as well. That problem you're dealing with is actually way worse than you think. It could lead to this unless you pay us. This product will save you. The core of the message is always the same. Some kind of harm is coming for you or your loved ones. And the only way out is to do what we say. Now, sometimes that can be good. I know this is a controversial topic, but I'm personally of the belief that lockdowns and wearing masks is an important part of existing in society right now. And so using the fear of the virus to influence people to make that decision can be a good thing. But other times, it's bad. Using the fear of death to influence the people in Nazi Germany to act in certain ways and do certain things, that's not good. That's a bad thing. But it, both of those things, both of those outcomes, even though one, in my opinion, is good and one, obviously, is bad, both of those outcomes come from using fear to influence. And that fear is a powerful tool. It's just like if you've ever seen those movies where the mafia comes up to a store and they're like, oh, you got a nice, uh, nice store here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Maybe you should buy our insurance. Then if you don't buy the insurance, they burn it down. It's the same thing. So what can we do now that we understand a little bit more about what's going on and how it's being used to influence us? What can we actually do? Well, the answer is always to slow down our response. 
more information isn't actually that valuable because the problem isn't that we don't have access to information. Information is out there. We can Google search it. We can find a video. We can go on Twitter. There's so much information. Getting the right information isn't the problem. The problem is that we aren't actually processing that information correctly as individuals. The fear response is immediate and comes before the logical response. Appealing to logic or reason isn't going to change the reaction because, again, the fear response is immediate and comes before the logical response. Instead, we have to add time to the situation. We have to create an environment where we can have the initial fear response, but then take time to allow our logic centers to catch up. It's similar to the 24-hour rule, or I think for some people it's the 48-hour rule, where if you want to buy something, it's non-essential, you know, you don't really need it but you want it. People suggest that you should wait 24 hours before making the decision. Those 24 hours gives your logic centers time to catch up so that you don't have to make a decision emotionally. You're able to think about it. Do you actually want this right now? Is this the right decision? Should you be spending your money or should you be saving it? By giving yourself that time, you remove that emotional reaction. And the same can be done with fear. When you receive a message from someone, a brand, a politician, a friend, a loved one, and it appeals to your fear responses. Take it in. Experience that fear. But don't make any decisions until you've had time to catch up logically and apply critical thinking. And this, by the way, is also part of how 24-hour news networks work. Their job is to keep us in a state of fear. Their job is to create a scenario where we never get a chance to catch up because there is no time. As long as soon as we, we've started to catch up, another thing drops oh, now we need to be afraid of that. And then another thing and another thing and another thing. We are, we are kept in a state of fear up until the moment that a decision needs to be made, up until election day, up until when we're about to purchase, up until whatever that decision moment is. But if we can add time for ourselves, if we can separate ourselves from that initial fear response, because we're never going to get rid of it. It is a part of us. It is required for survival. But if we can add time, we'll be able to make better decisions. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Reach out to the podcast at Tiny Leaps on Twitter or Instagram. I'd love to connect with you there. Thank you again. I encourage you to check out today's sponsor, New Year. Just head over to newyear.net, spelled N-E-U-Y-E-A-R.net slash Tiny Leaps and enter the coupon code Tiny Leaps to get 25% off your order. I encourage you to check them out. Just click the link in the description if you don't want to remember it or type it in. Thank you again. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.